Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspets, a Supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 14, called Born Under a Bad Sign. We start out with Dean on his phone. He says, Ellen, it's me again. Any chance you've heard from him? I swear, it's like looking for my dad all over again. I'm losing my mind here. I've called him a thousand times. It's nothing but voicemail. I don't know where he went or why. Sam's just gone. Oh, no! I know. I don't like it. I Yeah. I feel like Sam's got a history of this. <laughs> you know, he's just, I'm mad at you. I'm leaving. Exactly. So, yeah, like at the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, are they having another like weird bro moment? Or like, yeah, totally. <laughs> this is actually a thing. Yeah. So then he gets another call and it's Sam. So Dean says, Sammy, where the hell are you? Are you okay? Hey, calm down. Where are you? Don't move. I'm on my way. Then we see Sam hang up his phone and we see that he's got blood on his hands. Uh-oh. When Dean finally makes it to a town called Twin Lakes, he finds Sam in his motel room acting totally out of it and covered in dried blood that isn't his. Dean's like, whose is it? And Sam says he doesn't know and that he doesn't remember anything. Space cadet, Sammy. Yeah. We get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Dean coming back into the motel room with food. Sam says, what did you find out? Dean says, you checked in two days ago under the name Richard Sambora. I think the scariest part about this whole thing is the fact that you're a Bon Jovi fan. <laughs> Do you know? So uh, Richie Sambora is Bon Jovi's guitarist. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he looks pretty good for his age. I mean, <laughs> he's no Bon Jovi. But... <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I don't even know. Have I seen a picture of Bon Jovi that wasn't, like, old? I don't know. He looks great for his age. I've seen him in concert a couple times. Yeah. Because my cousin is like diehard for for yeah. John Bon. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, good old Johnny Boy. Yeah, yeah. I've had some good fucking times at those <laughs> concerts with her. So good. So anyway, okay. Um, your room's been quiet. Nobody's noticed anything unusual. Sam says, you mean no one saw me walking around covered in blood? Then how the hell did I get here? What happened to me? Dean says, I don't know, all right, but you're okay. That's what matters. Everything else we can deal with. Sammy says, oh, really? Because what if it hurt somebody? Or worse, what if this is what Dad warned you about? Dean says, whoa, come on. Let's not jump the gun here. We don't know what happened. We just got to treat this like any other job. What's the last thing you remember? Sam says, me and you in that motel room in West Texas. We went out to grab some burgers. Dean says, West Texas? That was over a week ago. Sam says, that's it. Next thing I knew, I was sitting here bloody. I felt like I had been asleep for a month. Dean says, okay, trace your steps. Manager said you left yesterday afternoon and never saw you come back. He goes over to the window and he sees blood on the latch. So they go outside and Dean says, recognize anything? But Sam doesn't. They keep walking and end up by some storage units. Sam thinks it feels familiar and tells Dean to open a specific one. It's got a lock on it and Sam pulls the key out of his pocket. They open it, and inside is a Black Beetle Volkswagen. Which, okay, all of this I find interesting because he's like, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. And all of a sudden, oh, open that one. Oh, by the way, the key's in my pocket. And oh, it's like, yeah, um, you're like too easily remembering these things. Exactly. When you're saying that I don't remember anything. Yeah, it's suspicious. Yeah. Dean says, please tell me you didn't steal this. <laughs> he's totally ashamed. I know. There's, there's a bug in there. <laughs> I love it. Inside the car, they find more blood on the steering wheel and a bloody knife on the floor. Sam says, you think I used this on someone? Dean says, I'm not thinking anything. He holds up a pack of cigarettes and says, okay, now this is disturbing. <laughs> Come on, this couldn't have been you. It could have been someone else, somebody who smokes menthols. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Sam finds a gas receipt from a few towns over. So we cut to that gas station. They go inside to talk to the guy working there, and the guy takes one look at Sam and says, you, out of here, now. I'm calling the cops. Dean's like, you talking to him? The guy says, yeah, jerk comes in yesterday, stinking drunk, grabs a 40 from the fridge and starts chugging it. Dean says, this guy? Mm-hmm. You're drinking malt liquor? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, have you ever had malt liquor? I don't think so. I don't think I've had it since I was like 16. <laughs> and, oh. I mean, I don't think. It's like what you buy when you can't buy anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like made for underage kids, basically. It's the cheap terrible. stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. 
Um, so the so Dean says, you're drinking malt liquor? And the guy says, not after he whipped the bottle at my freaking head. Mm. Sam says, I'm really sorry if I did anything. But the guy interrupts him and starts calling the police. Dean makes Sam wait outside. The guy puts the phone down. Dean asks him which direction Sam went when he left yesterday. And the guy's like, why don't you ask him? Dean says, because I'm asking you. Please, like, you'd be doing me a know. huge favor. Yeah, totally. <laughs> The guy throws a bunch of sass at Dean and says that Sam didn't pay for the booze or the smokes, which he also illegally lit up. Dean's like, you saw him smoking? <laughs> the dude says, yeah, guy's a chimney. <laughs> so Dean pulls out some money and the guy says that Sam went north on Route 71 straight out of town. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving. Dean says, what's going on with you, Sam? The smoking, throwing bottles at people. That sounds more like me than you. <laughs> Sam recognizes a road and makes Dean turn on it. They pull up to a house and knock on the door, but then Sam notices the front window has been smashed. Dean says, I'm surprised the cops didn't show. A place like this, you'd think they have an alarm. But Sam notices an electrical box on the outside of the house but that's been fucked with. <laughs> I don't really understand what this box is. It's not like people have their alarm systems on the outside of their house like that. No, but sometimes... I mean, that's not the alarm system, mm-hmm. but... I mean, to me, it seems like that's, like, an electrical panel of some variety. Yeah. Not, like, I mean, and maybe the, I don't know. Because I've seen, I'm trying to think. I want to say I've seen something like that on the outside of houses. But I, I've never known what it is. Okay. But, like, I've seen those things every once in a while on the sides of houses where they'll have, like, the little box with the, the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like if it's something security-wise... That it, it, it wouldn't be, you know, people wouldn't be able to get to it to fuck with it. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think, because, like, most of the times the fuse boxes are in the garage. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that doesn't, it's not a fuse box, because it's small. It's, like, a tiny right. little, like, maybe that's just a power something, or, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, inside the house, they find a dead guy with his throat slit. Sam says, Dean, I did this. Dean says, we don't know that. Sam says, what else do you need? How else do you explain the car, the knife, the blood? Dean says, I don't know, man. Why don't you tell me? Even if you did do this, I'm sure you had a reason. You know, self-defense, he was a bad son of a bitch, something. Sam notices a locked door and lock picks his way inside. He finds an arsenal and all kinds of research taped to the walls. Dean says, either this guy's a Unabomber, Sam says, or a hunter. Dean, I think I killed a hunter. Dean notices a video camera pointed at him and says, let's find out. On the camera footage, we see Sam and the guy fighting, and then Sam slits his throat. Sammy Dunn did it! Yeah, he did it. We cut to Dean trying to get rid of all of the evidence. He tries to get Sam to help, but Sam, reading a letter, says, I killed him, Dean. I just broke it and killed him. Dean says, listen to me. Whoever this guy is, he's a hunter, which means other hunters are going to look for his killer, which means we got to cover our tracks, okay? Sam says, his name was Steve Wandell. This is a letter from his daughter. And Sam is like just looking totally distraught. Yeah. So we cut back to their motel room. Dean says, all right, we get a couple hours sleep, and then we put this place in our rearview mirror. I know this guy, or he says, I know this is bad, okay? You got to snap out of it. Sam says, just get some sleep and leave in the morning? Murder, Dean. That's what I did. Dean says, maybe. Okay, hey, we don't, you know, shapeshifter. Sam says, oh, come on. You know it wasn't. You saw the tape. There was no eye flare, no distortion. <laughs> no laser eyes. <laughs> no lasers. <laughs> Where are my eye lasers, man? <laughs> Dean says, but it wasn't you, all right? I mean, yeah, it might have been you, but it wasn't you. Sam says, well, I think it was. I think maybe more than you know. Dean's like, what the hell does that mean? Like, dude. Yeah. What the heck? Sam says, for the last few weeks, I've been having these feelings. (laughs) Sam's been having feelings. I have feelings. (laughs) He says, rage, hate, and I can't stop it. It just gets worse. Day by day, it gets worse. And, like, why didn't he tell Dean about this? Yeah. Like. For real. Okay. He's going on about, like. He's automatically just, like, condemning himself for these things. He's like, well, I don't know if I did it, but I did it, you know? And it's yeah. like, okay. And then, but he's also been, like, having these, like, ragey, like, rage outs. Right. And it's like, okay, well, if you're so concerned about doing these things, yet you're having these little, like, rage moments, like, why wouldn't you tell Dean then? Exactly. That, like, 
hey, wouldn't, dude, like, lock me up or something, you know? Yeah. Like, wouldn't Dean notice him, like, having rage? I oh, excuse me. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, I think Dean's a little bit ragey sometimes, so maybe he's just like, oh, you know, yeah. my bro, you know? Right. <laughs> you get it now. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't true. Know. Dean says, you never told me this. Sam says, I didn't want to scare you. Dean's like, well, bang up job on that. Mm. Sam says, Dean, the yellow-eyed demon, you know he has plans for me, and we both know that he's turned other children into killers before, too. Dean says, no one can control you but you. Sam says, it sure doesn't seem like that, Dean. It feels like no matter what I do, slowly but surely, I am just becoming who I'm meant to be. I mean, you said it once yourself. I got to face up to who I am. Dean yells, I didn't mean this. Sam says, but it's still true. You know that. Dad knew that, too. That's why he told you if it ever came to this. Dean says, shut up, Sam. Sam says, Dean, you promised him. You promised me. He seems to be quite on like a death wish. Yeah, he really does. Roll here. Dean says, no, listen to me. We're going to figure this out, okay? I mean, there's got to be a way, right? Sam says, yeah, there is. He grabs a gun, gives it to Dean, and says, I don't want to hurt anyone else. I don't want to hurt you. Dean says, you won't. Whatever this is, you can fight it. Sam says, no, I can't. Not forever. Here, you got to do it. Dean says, you know, I tried so hard to keep you safe. Sam says, I know. Dean drops the gun and says, I can't. I'd rather die. I mean, like... (laughs) You that can't got me. put that on somebody. I know. You just can't. Dean truly would rather die, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Jensen Ackles is acting the hell out of the scene. Yeah. And I loved it. I was yeah. totally here for it. Mm-hmm. Sam says, no, you'll live. You'll live to regret this. And then he pistol whips Dean, who passes out. Flipped a switch and went dark side. Yeah, <laughs> he did. So we cut to Dean waking up to someone knocking on the door. It's hotel management who says that it's past his checkout time. Dean asks the guy if he's seen Sam, and he says that Sam left before dawn in Dean's car. Dean gives the guy a bunch of money for access to his computer. Dean says into the phone, Hi, so sorry to bother you, (laughs) but my son snuck out of the house last night and went to a Justin Timberlake concert. Yes! (laughs) He's even dissing him when, like, I I mean, it's like, first it's the dolls. Yeah. That was Justin Timberlake. I know. He says, yeah, Justin is quite the triple threat. (laughs) Anyway, he's not back yet, and I'm starting to worry. Right, boys will be boys, but Sammy is a diabetic, and if he doesn't get his insulin, then I just, I have to find him. The person on the line gives Dean the code to activate the GPS on Sam's phone, and it shows that Sam is in Duluth, Minnesota. So we cut to a tavern in Duluth. Sam walks in, and Joe is closing up the bar. Hey, Joe! Um, I'm so excited to see Joe again. I like Joe. I love her. Mm-hmm. I just love her so much. I love the actress. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love Joe. <laughs> she says, well, you're the last person I, I'd expect to see. Sam says, well, I guess I'm just full of surprises. <laughs> she grabs a beer for him and says, so how did you find me? Sam says, well, it's kind of what we do, you know. She says, speaking of we, where's Dean? Sam's like, he couldn't make it. <laughs> she says, so what are you doing here, Sam? I mean, we didn't exactly part on the best of terms. Sam says, right. Uh, that's why I'm here. I kind of wanted to see if we could square things, you know? She notices a burn mark on Sam's arm and, and, on Sam's arm <laughs> and says, that looks like it hurts. Sam says, no, just had to run in with a hot stove. Look, I know how you feel about my dad, and I can't say I blame you. He was obsessed, consumed with hunting, and he didn't care who got caught in the crossfire. And I guess that included your dad. But that was my father. That's not me. Joe says, what about Dean? Sam says, well, Dean's more like my father than I am. Boy, you're really carrying a torch for him, aren't you? It's too bad. Because, see, Dean, he likes you, sure. But not in the way you'd want. You asshole! I mean, he is being a big fucking dick right here. (laughs) No kidding! Like, I was so mad. I'm sitting, I'm watching it, and it's like, you know, I've seen it before, but I'm like, I just, ooh, I'm gonna, ooh, I just want to punch you in the teeth, you know? This is a hard episode for me to watch, honestly. I like Joe too much for this nonsense. I know. These shenanigans I do not approve of. Agreed. (laughs) So he says, Dean, he likes you, sure, but not in the way you'd want. I mean, maybe as kind of a little sister... But romance, that's just out of the question. He kind of thinks you're a schoolgirl, you know? I'm not trying to hurt you, Joe. I'm telling you because I care. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sure, that's what it is, you big douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, like, come on. Ugh. This reminds me so much of this guy I dated. 
<laughs> oh no! This is like this is this is a guy who gave me PTSD. Okay, so uh, I'm not I'm not even gonna like really talk about it. But yeah. but at one point I worked with him, so it was awful after we broke up. Uh, and um, he was trying so hard to like get back together with me, and I wasn't even like he was trying to hang out. He was trying to talk, and I was just like, no, no, like, no, wait, no. Please, yeah. So then he started telling me that like everyone at work thought I was a whore. It's like, mm. you know what I mean? And I'm just like, he was just like texting me all this stuff, like, and then like, you know, please, baby, let's get back together. And I'm just like, this is not the way to get like, back together with somebody. Like, you, you're you a total jerk to me. And then all of a sudden you want to play nice? No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. And it's just, ugh, ugh. It made me so angry. I don't like Sam. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Motherfucker. <laughs> God. I agree. Yes. Joe says, that's real kind of you, Sam. Sam grabs her arm and says, I mean it. I care about you a lot. She tries to pull her arm away, but Sam won't let her. He says, I can be more to you, Joe. I don't like any of it. I know. She says, maybe you should leave. He says, okay, and then grabs her, totally overpowers her, and then knocks her out. He says, it didn't have to be this way. Maybe it did. Um... Yeah, you just went there. It Obviously, that's what you were going for. Like, come on. I was incredibly uncomfortable watching Sam overpower her. <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh, no. It was, it was really hard to watch. I didn't like that yeah. at all. It was like, I mean, you know at that point it's like, okay, something's wrong with him. But, like, still seeing, like, Sammy, dude, yeah. like, Sammy's face mm-hmm. and, like, I mm-mm. yeah, I don't like it. Also, I have a hard time. I can watch like people beat each other up all day long. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can watch all the scary monster stuff. But for yeah. some reason, watching a large man overpower a small girl really, <laughs> really messed up. I have PTSD for a reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Clearly. But like it's it really messed me up to see it didn't yeah. it didn't the first because i've seen this episode more than once of yeah. course and it didn't i didn't have that like problem before but just watching it really would like affected me yeah well the first i remember the first time i watched it it was kind of like a wait what's going on and then like you know this time when i watched it i was like i don't like it i don't like any of this yeah. what's going on i don't like this like why stop it stop it you know yeah like, it was so uncomfortable so we cut to Joe waking up tied to a pillar. She says, what the hell's going on? What are you doing? Sam says, so what exactly did your mom tell you about how your dad died? She says, you're not Sam. He says, don't be so sure about that. Answer the question. He holds a blade up to her head and says, come on, it's me. You can tell me anything. You know that. She says, our dads were in California, Devil's Gate Reservoir. They were setting a trap for some kind of hell spawn. John was hiding, waiting, and my dad was bait. Sam has been playing with her hair with the knife this whole time. <laughs> Which is super sketchy, He's, by the like, way. twirling her hair with this giant knife. Okay, not gonna lie, though. I see, I'm seeing him do that, and I'm like, don't cut her hair. I know. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, in the, like, kind of in a corner of my mind, I'm, like, worried about her, but also I'm like, what happens if he cuts her hair? Then she's gonna have to get a haircut. <laughs> She'll you know? need a haircut. She'll need a new hairstyle, and I like her hair. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the, the bunny trails in my brain goes down. Yes, that's so funny. So um, Sam laughs and says, "That's just like John. Uh, I bet he dangled Bill like meat on a hook. Then what?" She says, "The thing showed up. John got too eager, jumped out too soon, got my dad exposed out in the open. The thing turned around and killed him." Sam says, "Hmm, not quite. See, it hurt him. It didn't kill him. You really don't know the truth, do you? I bet your mom doesn't either. You see, Bill was all clawed up. He was holding his insides in his hand. He was gargling and praying to see you and Alan one more time. So my dad killed him. He put him out of his misery like a sick dog." Ugh. So I just want to say real quickly that he died holding his insides in his hands, which, without giving away a spoiler, very closely resembles someone else's death. Anyway, we'll talk about that more when it actually happens in (laughs) a couple seasons. So she says, you're lying. He says, I'm not. It's true. And then he sings, my daddy shot your daddy in the head. What did I say? He says. I think I said, he, I said he sings. 
Oh, I thought you said he sings. <laughs> no. I was like, he sings? No, he sings. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. She says, he, he says, she says. <laughs> he says, she says. <laughs> How could you know that? Sam says, I hear things. She's like, why are you doing this to me? Sam says, like daddy, like daughter, you're bait. Then he gags her and Dean storms in. Sam holds up his knife to Joe and his whole demeanor changes. Sam says, I beg you to stop me, Dean. Dean says, put the knife down, damn it. Sam says, I told you I can't fight it. My head feels like it's on fire, all right? Dean, kill me or I'm going to kill her. Please, you'd be doing me a favor. Shoot me. But Dean can't. He says, no, Sammy, come on. Sam says, what the hell's wrong with you, Dean? Are you that scared of being alone that you'd rather let Joe die? So, okay, I said that scene super fast, but it was actually pretty drawn out while Dean looks like he's going to shoot Sam, and then he hesitates and turns around and puts the gun down. And I'm going to say, he actually would have let Joe die. Oh, yeah. To not shoot Sam. I'm I'm sure, yeah. But absolutely, that was about to happen. I mean, would it be a tough thing yes sure but like but still yeah he was totally gonna let joe die yeah so um then dean splashes holy water on sam and he starts to sizzle (laughs) demon sammy it makes sense now yep yep so sam's eyes go demon black and then he jumps out of a window dean cuts joe free and she says he was possessed dean doesn't even answer her he just goes after sam He's like, listen, I don't got time for this. Yeah. (laughs) So Dean starts stalking Sam through, like, a shipyard warehouse area. Dean says, so who are you? And Sam says, I got lots of names. Dean says, you've been Sam since he disappeared, haven't you? You've been in Sam since he disappeared, haven't you? Sam says, should have seen your face when you thought it was, when you thought he murdered that guy. Pathetic. Dean says, why didn't you kill me? You had a dozen chances. Demon Sand says, no, that would have been too easy. Where's the fun in that? See, this was a test. I wanted to see if I could push you far enough to waste Sam. I should have known you wouldn't have had the sack. Anyway, fun's over now. Dean says, well, I hope you got your kicks because you're going to pay hell for this. I'm going to make sure of that. Demon Sand says, how? You can't hurt me. Not without hurting your little brother. See, I think you're going to die, Dean. You and every other hunter I can find. One look at Sammy's dewy, sensitive eyes, and they'll let me right in that door. Dean follows Sam outside to the pier, but Sam has disappeared. So Dean walks to the edge of the dock and looks down. When he turns back around, Sam is there, and he shoots at Dean, who falls into the water. Don't shoot, big brother! I know. that Don't was do it! That was hard to see. I don't like it. So Demon Sam looks for Dean, but he doesn't resurface. Ugh. So we cut to Joe uh, looking for Dean. She keeps calling his phone and finally hears his ringtone playing. He's laying at the bottom of the boat ramp. He asks her where Sam is, and she says she doesn't know because she's been looking for Dean. Back at the bar, Joe is digging the bullet out of Dean's shoulder. He's grunting in pain, and she tells him to not be a baby. <laughs> I really like that. She's like, don't be a baby. Oh, like, come on. You're <laughs> yeah. like, Take it like a girl. <laughs> yeah, for real. So she gets the bullet out, and he says, God, you're a butcher. She says, you're welcome. So how did you know that he was possessed? Dean says, I didn't. I just knew that it couldn't have been him. She says, I know that demons lie, but did they ever tell the truth, too? He says, yeah, sometimes, I guess, especially if they know it'll mess with your head. Why do you ask? She says, nothing. It doesn't matter. Dean says Sam is going after hunters, and the nearest one he knows is in South Dakota. Joe's like, all right, let's go. And Dean's like, you're not coming. She says, the hell I'm not. I'm a part of this now. Dean says, I can't say it more plain than this. You try and follow me, and I'll tie you right back to that post. Don't be a jerk. He is being the biggest jerk. Like, come on. He says, this is my fight. I'm not getting your blood on my hands. That's just how it's going to be. She gives him some pain pills, and he thanks her and says that he'll call her later. I wouldn't have given him the pain pills. I would have been like, fine then, suffer, see if I care. Exactly. You know, like- <laughs> After, yeah, for real. <laughs> After he walks out, she says, no, you won't. Which is sad. She really does have a torch for him. Yeah. Oh, Joe. And not in, like, a weird, like, you know, creepy way. Like, a lot of, like, waitresses and stuff. They're like, ooh, he's pretty. It's yeah. like, I actually like him as a person. And yeah. you're like, go, Joe! I know. I just you're love her You're the only so one that could put up with his nonsense. For real. <laughs> she really is. <sighs> so, we cut to Demon Sam knocking on Bobby's door. Bobby is super happy to see Sam and invites him inside. Bobby asks where Dean is, and Demon Sam says, hold up somewhere with a girl in a 12-pack. Bobby says, oh, yeah, is she pretty? 
And Demon Sam says, if you ask me, he's in way over his head. <laughs> Which is just the stupidest joke ever. Like, underwater, way over his head. Yeah. Get it? Like, I didn't get oh! that. Until <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sam was so cheesy about it. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my God. It's so bad that I didn't even get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad. (laughs) Like, when I got, how did I get it? I never get things like that. But, like, I was just like, oh. (laughs) He's in over his head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So Bobby hands Sam a beer and says to John, they clink bottles and Demon Sam takes a drink. Then steam starts coming out of his mouth. Demon Sam says, what'd you do? Bobby says, little holy water in the beer. Sam never would have noticed, but then you're not him, are you? I love how, like, Bobby doesn't even flinch during all of this. He's just like, okay, I'm going to go grab a beer. Comes out, poisons him, essentially. And I he's know. just like, okay, yeah, I knew it. You know, right? like, whatever. Like, he doesn't even th- for a second think that that's Sam. No, which is amazing. Yeah. I, I, kudos. Yeah. Like, his own brother couldn't even figure it out. I like, know. I know, right? It was pretty <laughs> obvious in hindsight. Bobby says, don't try to con a con man. Then With he, much sass. Yeah. Then he knocks Sam out. He comes to when Dean slaps him awake. <laughs> they have Sam tied to a chair under a devil's trap on the ceiling. Sam says, Dean, back from the dead, getting to be a regular thing for you, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. a cockroach. And, I mean, truer words were never spoken. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it is Dean's thing. <laughs> There's this one story about a Tuesday, but we'll leave that for oh, later. <laughs> am I excited for the Tuesdays? Oh, man. <laughs> So Dean says, how about I smack that smart ass right out of your mouth? Demon, mm-hmm. sa- Demon Sam says, careful now. Wouldn't want to bruise this fine packaging. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, please don't. No. Thanks. I don't like it when that, ha- when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Dean splashes some holy water on him and says, feel like talking now? Demon Sam says, Sam is still my meat puppet. I'll make him bite off his own tongue. Dean says, no, you won't be in him long enough. And Bobby starts to exercise him. Dean says, see, whatever bitch boy master plan you demons are cooking up, you're not getting Sam. You understand me? Because I'm going to kill every one of you first. Sam starts laughing and says, you think that's what this is all about? The master plan? I don't give a rat's ass about the master plan. Bobby continues and Demon Sam says, oops, doesn't seem to be working. See, I learned a few new tricks. Demon Sam starts chanting Latin and the fireplace flares up behind him. The house starts shaking. Then Bobby finds the burn mark on Sam's arm and says, it's a binding link. It's like a lock. It's locked itself inside Sam's body. Sam manages to crack the ceiling with his Latin chanting, <laughs> breaking the devil's trap. <laughs> I shouldn't giggle at that point. I know. <laughs> Sam cracks the ceiling with his Latin chanting. It was an awkward sentence. <laughs> I mean, it was a great sentence. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> Demon Sam says, there, that's better. Then he slams Dean and Bobby against the wall with his mind powers. (laughs) He gets out of the chair and says, you know when people want to describe the worst possible thing, they say it's like hell? Well, there's a reason for that. Hell is like, well, it's hell, even for demons. He starts punching Dean in the face, which is very hard to watch, but he does it it over and over. He says, it's a prison made of bone and flesh and blood and fear, and you sent me back there. Dean says, Meg. (laughs) You slimy little git. (laughs) Yeah. Sam says, no, not anymore. Now I'm Sam. By the way, I saw your dad there. He says, howdy. All I had to hold on to is that I would climb out one day and that I was going to torture you nice and slow, like pulling the wings off an insect. But whatever I do to you, it's nothing compared to what you do to yourself, is it? I can see it in your eyes, Dean. You're worthless. You couldn't save your dad, and deep down you know that you can't save your brother. They'd be better off without you. Then Bobby uses a hot poker to burn the binding link on Sam's arm, breaking the symbol, and Meg smokes out of Sam's mouth. And like a long train of smoke, not even just a little like poof. It's like he he looks like he's thrown up smoke for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, he does. (laughs) Um, Sam collapses on the floor and then says, did I miss anything? And Dean punches him in the face. I mean, he needed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not Sam's fault. I mean, it's not. None of that was like, Sam's fault. It's not. But also, like, I don't know. I, I felt like it was justified slightly. I did it. I totally <laughs> did it. 
So Dean punches him in the face and then falls over, clutching his shoulder. We cut to Dean icing his face. Sam says, by the way, you really look like crap, Dean. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, right back at you. Bobby says, you've always ever heard of a hunter named Steve Wandell? Dean says, why do you ask? Bobby says, just heard from a friend. Wandell's dead, murdered in his own house. You wouldn't know anything about that. Dean says, no, sir, never heard of the guy. Bobby says, good, keep it that way. Wandell's buddies are looking for someone or something to string up. They're not going to slow down to listen to reason. You understand what I'm saying? They get he a, knows. He totally... <laughs> I just love Bobby so much. He's just like, it's the, come on, like, this is the no BS, like, I know pretty much everything. Yeah. You can't fool me. Exactly. Give it up. You know? <laughs> so they get up to leave, and Bobby gives them some charms to fend off demon possession. Bobby says that demons, uh, Bobby says that demon's still out there. This will stop it from getting back up in you. <laughs> Dean says, that sounds vaguely dirty, but thanks. <laughs> so- he loves the boys, so he gives them little charm braces. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is it's amazing. It's like a little friendship bracelet. It is. I just, it tickled, it, it tickled my heart a little. <laughs> Speaking of charm bracelets, my aunt totally gave me a bracelet. Well, it's two bracelets, so you wear them together. It's red plaid, and it says idiots and aspets on it. And I love it. I, I just, it's so amazing. I just wanted to shout out to my aunt that she is the bomb.com. <laughs> Those are pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I freaking love it. So, anyway, okay. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving a baby. Dean says, you okay? Sam says, I was awake for some of it, Dean. I watched myself kill Wandell with my own two hands. I saw the light go out in his eyes. Dean says, it must have been awful. Sam says, that's not my point. I almost carved Joe up too, but no matter what I did, you wouldn't shoot. Dean says, it was the right move, Sam. It wasn't you. Sam says, yeah, this time. What about next time? Dean says, Sam, when dad told me that I might have to kill you, it was only if I couldn't save you. Now, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to save you. Dean starts laughing and says, dude, you like full on had a girl up inside you for a whole week. That's pretty naughty. (laughs) What a child. (laughs) Sam laughs too. (laughs) End credits. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to end the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So my thoughts. Okay. So... This whole episode, I mean, okay, I like this episode, but it bugs me because the whole time Sam is just like super like, I can't be saved, just put me out of my misery. Like, and you know later on that it's like Meg is trying to push Dean to like waste Sam, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, but still, even after that whole thing, he's like, you know, you're just gonna, you're gonna have to do it sooner or later, and it's just like, oh, come on, like, he's like, always worst case scenario, you know, like, just live a little, like, you survived, be happy about that, like, go to the depression part of that a different day, you know, like, at least, like, celebrate that you just, like, had this victory, not just, like, well, I I mean, okay, whatever, but... Mm. I know. It bugs me. He's like too mopey the whole time. He is too mopey and it's irritating, but I don't know if I would be any different. I mean, I don't know. Like just purely out of self-preservation, I would think, I would hope at least that I would be like, we need to find out something, you know, like you need to do this if this is the worst case scenario, but also like we need to figure out something, you know, like we need to figure this out, not just like give up from the get go. Right, right. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like. They're always willing to fight for each other, but when it comes to, like, themselves, they're not willing to fight for themselves, which just kind of irritates me. Yeah, they're both like that. They're both like that. It drives me crazy. It's, like, part of it is, like, okay, you know, sacrifice yourself for your brother, like, a noble cause, I guess, but, mm-hmm. like, don't just, like, oh, well, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I agreed. I don't know. It's irritating. It just kind of, yeah, it bugged me. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean... Not enough to, like, dislike the episode. Right. I just, you know, was slightly irritated throughout the whole thing. (laughs) But, um, also, I really don't like watching the boys getting bloodied up. (laughs) I, like, I can't, like, (laughs) it just, I'm like, no! (laughs) Every time I'm like, don't hurt him! Yeah. Especially when they go for the face. Like, 
punch him in the arm, sure. Shoot him in the shoulder, sure. Like, stab him in the leg, go for it. I mean, does it suck and I don't like them getting beat up? Yes, but the second they go for the face, I'm like, I can't do it. It's it's hard to watch. (laughs) I don't like it at all. And Dean was getting hit, like, over and over and over in the face. Yeah, like, it's one thing if they get socked once, fine. Okay, like, do I like it? No. But, like, when it's, like, the incessant wailing on their faces, especially, I'm like, ah! (laughs) <laughs> it's it's really hard to watch. I can't. I mean, like, I feel like I would be that way for anybody. Oh Seeing God, me like, too. Getting punched in, you know, the arm or you know anywhere else—that's one thing. But mm-hmm. like seeing somebody get hit in the face over and over, like I can't. Yeah, I'm I, with I, you. There's something about getting hit in the face with people that I just can't do it. Like I I'm with don't. You. Yeah, Anyways, it really bothers me. I, I I really don't like it. Funny, funny, interesting thought. Yes. Fact. No. Thought. Yeah, we'll go with it. So <laughs> when they're walking to the house at the very beginning, the captions, like, as Dean's walking on all this broken glass, it's like this glass is, like, breaking and crunching and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It says, glass tinkling. <laughs> tinkling. <laughs> tinkling? Oh. <laughs> I would say, like, crunching or, like... Yeah, why I don't is even it know. Like, I would go with crunching. I feel like over tinkling. Like, yeah. you hear glass tinkling and you think of like wind chimes exactly. or like, you know, Christmas lights or something. Yeah, you know, like not stepping oh, on broken or glass. a dog peeing. <laughs> a little tinkle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean people peeing. I say that all the time. I'm gonna go tinkle. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's either something happy or peeing. It's not <laughs> stepping on crunching broken glass. Right. I don't know. It just, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. Yeah. It was a, a thought that I had that kind of distracted me from what happened directly <laughs> afterwards. And so I had to go back and watch it again because I was like, tinkling? You know? Right. It's weird how the, sometimes the captions <coughs> tell you stuff like that. Like, oh, now here's the sound of crunching glass. But it yeah. doesn't for most of the things. Yeah. It's like random. I think it's only when... There's, like, nothing else happening. Oh, okay. And it's, like, filling the awkward void. Yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, I would think of, like, you know, for people that, like, can't hear Mm -hmm. and watch with the subtitles on all the time, like, to have that big chunk of time where nobody's saying anything with just, like, silence. Like, you have to have something to, like... That makes sense. I don't think about it like that. I mean, that would be what would make the most sense to me. But even that... Tinkling? Yeah. Like... Right. Come on. (laughs) I don't know. Agreed. Anyways, what was your favorite moment from this episode? I think my favorite moment was when they opened up that storage unit and Dean saw the black Volkswagen bug (laughs) and was like, tell me you didn't steal this. Like, it was the worst possible part of Sam losing his memory. Yeah. The person he became with no memory is someone who drives a Volkswagen. A bug. Yeah. Nonetheless. It was just kind of funny. It's like, you, you see this tiny little car and this huge dude. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So that, that was my favorite part. What was your was favorite part? Um, I think my favorite part was when Bobby was just like, I'm not even going to pretend that I was surprised by any of this. He's like, don't try and con a con man. Yeah. Like, that's a good line. You twerp, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you noob, you know? Like, yeah. This is not how this is going to go. I just, okay. I wonder if, like, every time Bobby gives him a beer, if it's got holy water in it now. I mean, okay, so if you, if you like, sit down and think about Bobby, mm-hmm. like, he's kind of paranoid. Like, he yeah. lives in a state of, like, constant paranoia that anything could be, like, you know, something could not be right all the time. So mm-hmm. I think, like, part of the reason why he, like, catches on to things so much easier is because he's constantly looking for things. Where, like, right. Dean during this episode isn't convinced that there's something like wrong with Sammy per se. He's just like trying to figure out like, well, why is this happening rather than like, how is this happening? I guess. Yeah. We're like Bobby automatically is just like, there's something wrong. But honestly, he probably (laughs) just has holy water in all of his beer. Like he probably does that routinely and nobody ever knows because it's like, okay, they're not possessed, but like the, slim chance that there is somebody that's possessed like you can darn well bet they're gonna be getting holy water in right. their beer like here have a beer oh really yeah <laughs> okay. yeah i like the idea of bobby just having holy water and all of his alcohol yeah i, I mean i really like that there and there's things that happen later too that it's kind of like <laughs> oh bobby you yeah know? Like, <laughs> i love that man you would do that i love bobby bobby 
I also like cherish the memory of Jim Beaver, who's the actor who plays Bobby at the Supernatural convention, <laughs> singing along with the karaoke of Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Yeah, I just that was amazing. I, just, I have video. <laughs> I know. I just cherish that memory so hard. <laughs> and I remember him saying something about it, like "Don't judge me. I have a teenage daughter." Or something yeah, like that, and then just starts like singing it and like kind of dancing. And he's okay. He's like. He's like a grandpa. I know. And he's kind of like a grumpy old man, too. Like, not really. Okay, I don't think he's that old. But he kind yeah. of, like, puts himself off as, like, the grumpy person. You know, yeah. like, even, even though he's in real not, life. You yeah. know, like, and he's not a grumpy person, per se. But he's kind of, like... Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's just for the convention that he kind of, like, plays a little bit grumpy. Or just, like, oh, yay, yeah. Bobby. Or what? I don't know. But, yeah. Anyway, so that's... I just love Jim Beaver, and I love Bobby, and I love all of it. I do, too. I'm so, with you. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, interesting facts. Okay. Um, so, Born Under a Bad Sign is a reference to the song and album of the same name by blues musician Albert King. Um, also, Demon Sam checked into his motel room as Richard Sambora, who is Bon Jovi's guitarist. Mm-hmm. Dean's comment on being disturbed by this because it suggests Sam is a Bon Jovi fan is a reference to the fact that Jared Padalecki starred in a film with John Bon Jovi called Cry Wolf. I've never heard of that movie. Neither have I. (laughs) Now I want to see it. Badly. I mean, I I guess I don't really, like, know Bon Jovi, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't, like... Not saying that it wouldn't be good, but it doesn't, like, there. there's things that are higher up on the list for me. Yeah, I kind of, I want to see it for Jared Padalecki. Like, I wonder I mean, how old yeah, he was in it. That's true. Yeah. I want to, we need to make a list of all the movies and, like, okay, I can't, like, I don't know if I could do Days of Our Lives, though. <laughs> I do not want to do Days of Our like, Lives. Because here's the thing, is Days of Our Lives, that's one of those things that it's, like, a continuous thing. Like, somebody dies and they just add a new character, so it's never going to end. Right, exactly. So, like, if you get sucked into Days of Our Lives, which is... I mean, it's a soap opera, for goodness sakes. Like, it's really melodramatic. Yeah. Like, if you get sucked into that, it's never going to be over. That's true. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Even past when it's like, okay, like, this is the person that I was watching it for. And then it's like, well, but what happens next? And well, but what happens next? Okay, so by the way. Huh. That's how I am with Vampire Diaries. We've been over this. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm ashamed. (laughs) I finished Vampire Diaries. Okay. And now I'm on to the originals. I watched some of the originals. Which, by Which, far, is not quite as melodramatic as the Vampire that's Diaries. That's true. That's true. I didn't so, watch very much of it. Maybe, like, half of a season. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, I'm like... Well, now you got to watch Legacy. the way. Well, I know, right? And so I'm like, well... Damn, I'm committed. Like, <laughs> I'm going to watch the originals, and there's only five seasons of that, so that's a shorter commitment than Vampire Diaries. Right. And then i got to go on to the legacies, but that's not over yet, because that's still airing. So, mm-hmm. like, oh, good grief. Like, It's okay. What has my life become? It's totally, just, totally okay. Oh, Like, it's one of those that as I'm continuing to watch it, I'm like, why am I watching this? Like... There I are feel better that shows way. that I could be binge watching. I feel that way about Riverdale. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, why am I watching this? I kind of got that. So, I've only watched through season two mm-hmm. of Riverdale because, like, when I stopped watching it, there was no more out on Netflix. And oh, yeah. I Isn't didn't... it on season two? No, it's on season three now, I think. From what I remember, I don't, I don't think so. Know. Maybe I I don't. Know. I have no idea. Okay, but I just remember that like I was able to watch all the way through season two. Okay, and when that was over, I was kind of like, "What just happened?" You know, yeah. like, and not in a like a the show did that to me. I mean, the show did do that to me, but it was like a why did I just watch all of this? Because like the first season. Mm-hmm. was pretty good. It was. So I got yeah. excited about the second season, and then it kind of just like, eh, like it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't as good as the first season. Yeah. So I was kind of like, 
Oh. You know what? I just am not interested in, like, the organized crime aspect of it. Just, like, Veronica's dad, that whole storyline. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. I just don't it wasn't care at all. like, it didn't suck you in enough for you to make you care about it. Yeah. You know, like, it was so vague the whole time that it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, you know that this thing is, like, a threat in the distance, but, mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. They don't. They don't take it seriously enough for what they're trying to make it be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. it's not... I'm, I'm only, like, a couple episodes into, I think, the third season, and, like, Archie's in juvie, and I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care about prison life in this yeah. show. You know what I mean? See, like, I, I'm not that far yet. Yeah. I it's know. just I think yeah. he is only in for a short time, like, an yeah. episode or two, but I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. I kind of, like, I kind of want to watch what's... I can watch of season three so far just to see if it gets any better. Cause mm-hmm. I did really like the first season and yeah. I like binge watched it mm-hmm. and I was like, this is really good. Like it's got the, it has potential. Like they hadn't mm-hmm. really like gone super far with it yet. Cause it's only the first season. So I was like, okay, you know, like this could be a good show. And then I get into season two and I like watch the whole thing just out of like dedication of to season one. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But I don't know. I want to try season three. You should. But, like, if I get, like, three or four episodes in and it's going the same way season two is, like, I I, I don't like to say that I'm a quitter, but I'm going to quit. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Like, I can't. I don't know. Mm, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going with it and see if it gets better. Yeah. You have to tell me. Okay. I will. And then, like, I mean, because I can handle some melodrama. Yeah. But not, like, I mean, obviously, because I watched all of Vampire Diaries. But For like, real. Oh, my God. But, like, this is just, like, too... At least with Vampire Diaries, they, like, follow the storyline, and they're, like, constantly staying connected to the different things. Like, they've got their fingers in a bunch of different areas, you yeah. know? And it's, like constantly all staying connected we're like to me i think the biggest thing for me for riverdale is like they've got different things going on but it never connected like there was never a reason for all of it being connected to itself it was like a well this is a different storyline and this is a different story it's like they jump around too much right 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 they didn't like have the the nice little thread going through the whole thing yeah that makes sense it just didn't it didn't make sense but anyways so (laughs) Um, our haunting slash research for this week is about demon possession, folks, and it's kind of... It is it crazy interesting. It... There's some of them that, like, okay, because I, again, I have a weak constitution. Uh-huh. I just can't bring myself to read them. However, especially with how I feel about the whole, like, demon thing, but at any rate, so... This one is a little less offensive, yet still scary. You and know, what, like, is, what is this one? So this one is somebody scratched himself to ribbons when he was possessed. That's like the title of this whole thing. Okay. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple of little short stories. Okay. Um, so this guy, his name is Gert Brower. I think is how you would say it. Brewer, Brower. I'm going to go with Brower. Mm-hmm. Um, so after his girlfriend died in a car crash and his best friend was murdered, like, dude. That That's sucks. crazy. Gert Brower began to get the feeling he was cursed. He tried to put his horrible year behind him and move on, but a few weeks after moving into a new place, he felt like something demonic was on top of him. He came home and couldn't breathe. He was being taken over by a creature and couldn't do anything about it. Brower began to scratch his body up, and he even went to a psychiatrist, but no one could help. He started keeping two blogs, one called Me and the other He, where he wrote what he was thinking and then what the demon was thinking. After dedicating himself to getting intense therapy, he was finally able to beat the demon. Wow. Like that's that's insane. I don't like any of this. By the way, this is off of the Ranker website, Ranker.com. Thanks for your nonsense and shenanigans, by the way. I love it. Good grief. I love it. (laughs) The next one is slightly kind of funny. Like it's just funny, Mm -hmm. I think. So this one was The title is, A Demon Possessed This Guy While He Was Tripping. Oh, yeah. And when I first read this and I was like, he fell over and got possessed by a demon. Oh, no, Rochelle. (laughs) How did he do that? Like, he fell onto, I don't know. what. I've been watching too many Supernatural episodes. Like, anything can happen. (laughs) Who knows? Somebody fell over and got possessed. It could happen. But, okay, so this guy 
claims that after eating some psychedelic mushrooms and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which, ew, he opened up a portal that allowed a demon to enter his mind and take over his body. He describes the possession as abrupt and says that he immediately felt a sinister joy as soon as the demon had taken over his body. Like, dude, you're on shrooms. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um... But, so, he says, I felt my own consciousness get pushed aside, locked away, and restrained. This thing in my head took control of my body. I remember feeling a disjointed fascination at the sensation of my flexing muscles, the effect of gravity on my moving limbs, and the way it felt to have the physical world wrapped around me and pressing in on me as if I'd never noticed it before. As the mushrooms begin to wear off, he began an automatic writing session where he asked the demon what its name was. The only thing he wrote down was... Mergeleg? Hmm. I don't know. But yeah. So that one, not, not that quite. That was probably just the mushrooms. That was probably just the mushrooms talking. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so this one, this next one was something took over, this title is just something took over this guy's body. And it's kind of funny for all these different little articles, they've got like pictures, like snapshot, snapshots. Nope. Snapshots <laughs> from different, like, horror films. Like, there's one oh, yeah. in here with the girl from um, The Exorcist with her old, like, you know, mm-hmm. I think she's still even got, like, some pea soup, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> going just, on. Just stuck to her. <laughs> just, yeah. you know. She's looking quite gross. <laughs> um But so this one is, in 2011, an anonymous Redditor was lying in bed when he suddenly lost control of his limbs. But they weren't your run-of-the-mill muscle spasm. These movements had a purpose. The Redditor claims that they could speak and see, but they couldn't do anything else. Their body was jerking all over the place. His foot was tapping. His fingers were tapping. His shoulders kind of shrugged. The body language seemed to communicate waiting. When they asked if anyone was there, the right hand gave a thumbs up. Oh, creepy. They then claimed they asked if the creature was a demon and that it gave them a thumbs down each time. Even though they were given a solid answer, they're still unsure what happened. Oh, creepy. I don't like any of it. I like that one. That was So that's Ranker, folks. Okay. (laughs) That's our um, demon possession. Yeah. This article has a bunch of other accounts, but Rochelle (laughs) will not read them. If you would like to read them, that's fine. I just... Can't okay. Here's the thing: is like my thing is that I and you know part of this is just because I mean I do believe that demons exist mm-hmm. and I I mean so to me like I, I don't want to like think about it too much you know like it, it's I just kind of I can't. I don't know. To me, like, if I think about it too much, then I freak myself out. Not because something's happening, but then I'm like, well, you know, what if this actually was, you know, like, because people are like, oh, well, I saw this ghost or something like this happened. And some of, like, okay, obviously the mushrooms were the cause of the one guy's hallucinations. Right. Like, you can think a lot of things when you're whacked out of your gourd, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, that's That's it. But, like, I don't know. Some of these things, it's like, but what if it is like, something that actually happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And not that I think that all of these things actually happen. Like, some people say these sorts of things for attention or they're, mm-hmm. like, good ghost story, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, could it potentially happen? Sure. And I don't like to think about it, you know? Like, right. It, it, it gives me the heebies and the jeebies. And yeah. <laughs> I don't like either of those things. Yeah. So, yeah. I love reading about stuff like this. Mm-mm. Just to... I, I want to know the worst case scenario. Of, I don't. Of, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I, it's not like I want to think about it, but it's like I just need to know what the worst case scenario is. I don't know. Yeah. I think, well, for me too, I think my mind like goes farther with it. It's not just like a, oh, like this is a thing that somebody potentially experienced or whatever. It's like a, but then what if this were to happen? And yeah. like taking it a step further, like because of, you know, what I think, like mm-hmm. what if this were to be thrown in there or whatever, and then I just freak myself out and yeah. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm sorry to freak you out. I mean, it's fine. I I was kind of, I was talking to you about this earlier. It's like, you know, like maybe if I just like read enough of these things, like it'll just be like, okay, you know, what? it'll just become not something that like freaks me out so much. Yeah. Like I'll just kind of be like, okay, you know, get over it. It's fine. Like, mm-hmm. did this happen? Probably not. Like, you're fine. You write it, get over it. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So. 
Okay. I grew up reading horror. Like, I started reading <laughs> horror when I was in early elementary. Yeah. So it's just, like, bread and butter for me. I think the o- the first... I mean, it was all fiction. We're reading stuff that is supposedly, you know, true accounts of stuff. Yeah. So that is different. Yeah. But, so it's kind of funny. So the first, like, scary, and I wouldn't even, it's probably not even that scary. Like, if I were to go back and read it now, it probably wasn't even, like, that big of a thing. But I remember reading it a couple of times. Like, I read it once, probably in, like, early middle school. Mm -hmm. And it freaked me out. (laughs) And then, so I tried reading it again, like, late middle school. And it freaked me out again. I'm sure if I were to read it now, like, you know, my 12, 13-year-old self would, is you know probably a lot weaker constitution than what I am yeah. now, especially after watching Supernatural. Right, but um, I don't. I think it was called like the Stone Circle or something like that. Oh, I don't know it. It was like a kids book about some place. Like they go and they stay at this house that has this like fire pit stone circle thing in the mm-hmm. backyard, and it's some like I don't even remember, like some weird. I don't even remember anything, like, necessarily happening, but, like, the whole feeling of the whole thing, like, freaked people out, and it wasn't, I don't know. It was, I honestly can't even remember what the whole thing was. I just remember it freaked me out, and, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't read another scary thing until I got, so, in high school, it was SAT prep, and I got this, I think it was Edgar Allan Poe, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was, like, one of those SAT prep books where it's, like, They've got the story on one side of the page and then, like, these longer words in there are defined on the other side. So, like, as you're reading, you get, like, the definitions for these SAT words Mm -hmm. that may or may not be used, you know. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh, okay, you know, you get to, like, read an actual story and not just, like, do workbooks or whatever. But then it can, like, you know, you're not having to, like, look things up if you don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. Um, But I read, like, two or three of those. And this was in high school and I was like, you know (laughs) I was not brought up on that yeah that's so funny my bedtime stories I remember when I was little there was a lot of bible stories as you do Mm -hmm. and chronicles of narnia yeah I remember that was like a big one and Mm -hmm. probably because like there's a you know the correlation of because it's so jesus-y yeah yeah, you know it's like okay you know but (laughs) That was, but the white witch freaked me out, man. Let me tell you what, (laughs) I did not like her. (laughs) I can remember the moment I, uh, I got read my first horror story. Mm -hmm. It was in, it was, I was in, I don't know, I was in first or second grade, I'm assuming. And it was in elementary, obviously elementary school. Yeah. And um, it was at library in the library. The teacher, it was Halloween. And so the teacher was reading to us the scary stories in the book. I have the book. (laughs) <laughs> and not the yeah. same copy obviously I yeah. bought it when I worked at Barnes and Noble but yeah. it's called In a Dark Dark Room and it's an anthology of scary <laughs> of very short scary stories but my favorite one was about this girl named Jenny and she um, had this green ribbon around her neck Oh, have you heard of this one? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so green ribbon around her neck and she meets this guy and they date and get married. And he always asked her why she wore this ribbon around her neck. And she says, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she and, get, like, never took it off. Yeah. Never yeah. took it off ever. And then she gets really sick. And then she's on her deathbed. She tells him to take it off. And so he unties it and her head falls off. Yeah. And it like. It changed me. <laughs> I remember hearing that one. I don't remember. Like, I hope. I, I wonder. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder if I talked about it on the podcast already. No, okay. like I heard. I, it may or may not have been like same scenario. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in elementary school. Like, yeah. A little like somewhat scary stories or whatever that they tell you. Like, oh, I yeah. remember that freaking me out. I loved it. It just like <laughs> lit a fire in my butt. <laughs> Or heart. <laughs> Wait a minute. Under your butt or in your butt? Uh, in my soul. In the, in the soul of my butt. Wait. Ew. <laughs> yeah. It thrilled me. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. There's creams for that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it really made me happy. <laughs> How about that? So that was the start of the it horror. It a passion. It did. It did. So anyway. Or a fire in your butt. Whatever yeah. one. Yeah. Right. It's fine. Uh, so what was your idget or ass butt moment? So my idget moment from this week, it's actually been going on for the last couple of weeks, but it's just been starting to really frustrate me this week. 
was so okay toby my horse is out in the field right now with i mean okay so he is out in this field part of the time and then he would go out with all the rest of the boys for most of the day and then they just like put him back at night so that mm-hmm. way they could be separated when they're eating and they're not beating each other up over food or any of that sort of like good system okay mm-hmm. but he comes back in one day and he's limping like pretty decently and I wasn't sure if like somebody kicked him in the shoulder so he's walking kind of funny or like mm. if his foot hurt you know like who knows because he's got funny feet issues so mm-hmm. I mean it is what it is and so I put him out in this field and I'm like let's just leave him out here like because if somebody was to come after him he couldn't really run away from him so he'd just get beat up and mm-hmm. so I was like okay put him you know separate him from everybody else and let him have his space and figure out his life mm-hmm so, and I didn't really think there's this apple tree that's in the pasture that he's in by mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think really much of it other than like he was eating a lot of apples because I go under there and every, or I go out there and every time I went out there for a few days, he's under the apple tree eating mm-hmm. apples. And I'm like, you pig, you know, I mean, he's already fat. He doesn't need any help. And mm-hmm. this is like just eating candy basically all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh. And then I realized that like, oh, well you know, if they eat too much of this sort of stuff. And, like, the fairy, like, I kind of, like, I knew this, but I didn't, like, register until the farrier was like, well, if he's eating too much of this, like, he could get abscesses and stuff on his feet from getting all the sugar and just, like, the Mm -hmm. stuff that he shouldn't be eating a lot of. You know, it's just unhealthy and it can come out in his feet, basically. Yeah. Like, okay. And... So, you know, she trimmed his feet and we go over this whole thing and I'm like, okay, I got supplements for his feet. And he is still, like, limp. This is two weeks later. He's still limping. And he's had a couple of days where he's, like, been better. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, I mean, and he's limping, like, at a walk, which most horses don't really gimp that much unless you try and push him past, like, a normal pace because Mm -hmm. then they're, like, ow, you know. But he's, like, acting like he's miserable just walking. And I'm like, oh, Mm. come on, you know. Yeah. But then he'll, like, oh, I'm fine. And then, so I'm like, okay, great, let's pick it up a step. Let's try and get you to, like, do a light jog. And he's like, I can't, ow, ow. And it's just like, I don't even know what's going on. And so I've had to go out there and, like, pick a, I, I bring a bucket out and I'm trying to, like, get all the apples as he's out there chasing me with the bucket and trying to pick up all the apples as oh I'm trying God. to pick them up and put them in the bucket. It's yeah. like, it's like a comic. I don't know what, it's just like, this doesn't That's happen. Hilarious. What are you doing, yeah. you dummy? You know? But yeah, he's being quite the idiot lately because he doesn't seem to realize that, like, the less he eats of this, like, the more apples I can pick up, the better he feels. And mm-hmm. also, it's giving him the runs. And so it's oh, like, yeah. okay, you know, if I can be really good about picking up all the apples and, like, make sure I get them all and try and even get, like, the low-hanging ones in case he decides mm-hmm. to try and go for them up in the tree, yeah, then he's not doing as bad. But it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, the whole point of having a horse is to, like, be able to do things with it. And right. you can't do anything with him if he can't even walk. Like, yeah. you don't want to ride him and sit oh, on him. Right. But, like, I guess with abscesses, they'll either, like, just kind of, they'll reabsorb them or eventually they'll work their way down out the bottom of their foot and just, you know, open up and then drain and they're fine. You yeah. Know? Like, you just flush it out and you're good. Mm-hmm. But none of that has happened yet. And so it's just like, Come on, it's been two weeks, dude. Like, yeah, poor guy. Figure out your life. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I feel bad for him because he hurts, but also he's got to know that, like, I mean, animals are smart enough to know, like, the more I do, like, if I do this, then this happens. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Yeah. And so, like, the more apples you eat, the worse you feel. Right. You get the runs probably immediately after eating all mm-hmm. those apples. Like, come yeah, you think you'd make that connection. What an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my idiot moment for the last couple of weeks, just dealing with that dummy. Can't seem to, like, he has no control. He has no self-control yeah. at all. So. Okay. Anyways, what's your idiot or ass moment for this well, week? Mine is very short. <laughs> um, the other morning, I was brushing my teeth with Killian. He was brushing his teeth. I was brushing my teeth. And I got a little too back of the tongue happy with my toothbrush. <laughs> oh, no. And I totally threw up on my toothbrush oh. in front of my child. Oh. And he just he just looked at me in wonder. He was just like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I th- threw up on my toothbrush. And he was just like, 
that can happen? And it was <laughs> like, like, okay, well, did you throw up into the sink or just like come out of your mouth a little bit? Oh, I threw up into the sink. Oh, but like, like full my, on throw but up. But like my tooth, yeah. But my toothbrush was still there. <laughs> yeah, in the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I had to throw it, my toothbrush away because there's no yeah. cleaning that, and then get a new one. And Killian, Killian just looked at me like I was magical, and I'm like, this is not, this is not a cool thing that just happened. And he like, was just like, he's just like, so much stuff just came out of your mouth. <laughs> I was just like, don't do that. And he's like, okay. But then he stared at his own toothbrush in wonder. You know? Can this happen to me? Yeah. <laughs> Is this real life? <laughs> so I was just a total dumbass. <laughs> but I like to brush my tongue. You know what I mean? I brush my yeah. teeth and then I brush my tongue. And yeah, I, mean, I, I do start. The same thing. I start in the back because you know I try not to trigger my gag reflex. But you know how easy it is for me to throw up. <laughs> I can just think yeah. about my gag reflex and throw up. You know? Like, yeah. So <laughs> yes. Look at a toilet and throw up. Exactly. Yeah. So. Ugh. Yeah. That's the worst. I mean, I've never thrown up, but there's been a couple of times where I'll like, you know, get a little bit too close. And just be like, Kind of like, oh, yeah. okay, never mind. Right, <laughs> right. Not today. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not the first time this has happened. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? No. <laughs> it's It certainly hasn't happened in like at least a couple years. Yeah. And it hasn't happened a lot. I would say it's happened like five times in my life. Yeah. That's not too bad. That's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, I could, I've probably gagged because I shoved my toothbrush too far back there more than that. So. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like, that's every day for me. Yeah. <laughs> but. You're testing your limits there. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.